Good morning, good morning, good morning. Today is Tuesday, and this is Pastor Richie. And just for the next few moments, I want to talk about it's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. One of the things that has changed my life, I've always been a provider. Uh, My mother said that as a young boy, without being prompted, three and four and five and six, I would be outside or I would be downstairs playing. And there's something in me, she said, that it's been in me since I was a little bitty boy from three, four, five, six, and seven, that I would leave from playing, I would pause that and I would come and check on her just to see if she was good. Um, growing up, even being 12 and 13, uh, I could I could really cook. I could fry chicken. I could uh, clean up really well. And I would babysit some of my younger um, cousins, one in particular. I would babysit them. And uh, you know, I would talk to him about uh, how you need to act and you can't act a fool. And looking back, uh, a lot has just been invested in my life. And I'm so thankful for my mother and the people who've just sown good family values, uh, consider people, uh, know what it takes to run the household, be mindful of what you're doing in an environment. Don't take away from the environment, but add to the environment. So I've always been a provider and I've always watched people uh, do things to consider people. And it's something about consideration that I'm always interested in. How did you get over how you felt to consider somebody uh, else? I believe that our God-given greatness is not necessarily seen in our talent or gifting, but I believe it's seen through our ability to consider other people. And in that, the jewels, the best of who we are is seen. I have the season that my life changes forever. It's one thing to babysit. It's one thing to uh, care about people. It's something else when you have your own family, you have a child. When my son was born, everything concerning my life changed. People that I engage with on a certain level changed. What I could live without, I understood he wouldn't be able to live without. Um, There could be no delays as it relates to when he needed to eat and different things of the sort and the pampers. It's it's time to be uh, responsible on a whole another level. So I take fatherhood very uh, seriously because I believe it is a transfer uh, of values. And that is an opportunity for me to share my legacy through my son. My son and my legacy is not seen through the 401k I give him, but my legacy continues through how he engages. If he handles people with respect and consideration, then my family legacy is secure. If he develops a relationship with God, 
that my family legacy is secure. If he has a value for other people and he can work through his feelings to make sure that the job and the goal is met, even if he doesn't uh, feel as if emotionally he got what he wanted, but he served the purpose, that's a strong man. If he can get over himself, these things represent legacy to me. So I talked to young people and I was talking to a young father, uh, and, and it's funny to say young father, um, but I was talking to um, now looking at, you know, if you got 15, 16 years on somebody, they, they're a young father in my uh, perspective. So I was talking to a young uh, father and this is his first uh, child, child's a couple years uh, old. And uh, he is having all kinds of issues with his um, child's mother. Uh, he feels as if that they're trying to sabotage him. Uh, he's had issues in the past where this person has uh, even got him into legal situations and circumstances just based on conjecture and uh, probables and all of this kind of stuff. And he's like, Rich, I just, I'm, I'm tired of how this person is dealing with me. It's like, we're not together, but the anger that I feel from this person is like, we are still uh, together. So I just begin to talk to him and just ask him like, what is their personality uh, like? How were they, how were they raised? How, how were they raised? And you begin to express to me, this is how they were raised and this and that and this and that and this and that. Uh, and I, I begin to tell them, it's bigger than you. It is much bigger than you based on this person's background. And our background has a whole lot to do with situations. Once you figure out that a person uh, has has regrets about an area, especially if it's parenting. If a person expresses to you clearly, I don't feel as if I'm a good parent and stuff like that, then in some cases, in some cases, whether it be male or female, there can be friction because the perception could be is that everything that you're doing, you're doing it because you're trying to be better than me. Well, that's not his perspective. His perspective is not that he's trying to show her out. His perspective is my child needs the best. My child needs a good environment. My child needs to be healthy. My child, this, my child, that. I want to make sure my child is good and I only care for my child. Make sure the child's hair is done, this and that. I'm not trying to uh, knock you because the child's hair is not done when it's with you or the child doesn't look as clean. Has nothing to do with knocking you. Has everything to do with I want I want to make sure that the child is good. See, but when you're dealing with a child and there's another parent in place and you're not together, then that is subjective because perception to a person, while it may not be the truth, their perception, it can be subjective, but that's their reality and their mind. You're doing what you're doing to spite them and to take away uh, from who they really want to be. Now, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if the transparency between dads and moms that dad could say to mom, mom, I, the reason I'm angry with you is because I feel as if uh, you're sliding me through how you deal with the child. And if the mother could say, I really want to be a good 
uh, mom, I'm just in a place uh, in my life that I can't give the time and the attention and I'm just not emotionally in a place to invest. And right now you seem to be the person that is taking on the responsibility and it makes me see myself. That would be ideal. But unfortunately, uh, that's not how relationships work. And somebody has to understand that it's bigger than me. Somebody has to understand it's about this child and making sure that this child is good. So I tell them at the end of the day, everything you just said to me concerning this scenario, it is right. Everything you said to me, he even expressed that this person, when they were together, things were so well that he felt as if they, this person would create scenarios because calm was not good enough. I know people don't believe this, but sometimes confusion is a norm that people grow accustomed to. Sometimes strife is a norm that people grow accustomed to and safe and sound and quiet is unfamiliar. And can this really last? Is this really true? There's so many underlying issues in relationship that causes friction. And now you add a child uh, to that and there are more uh, areas of insecurities and doubts and fears. I encourage them and I begin to talk to them about it's just bigger than you. You are not going to counsel this person out of their issues. The, The only thing you can do is pray for that mother, pray for your child and understand that you are going to have to get over how you feel. You're going to have to work through even some levels of verbal abuse and even levels of dishonor. You're going to be dishonored at times as a mother, as a father. You're going to deal with dishonor from uh, the other parent. It would be ideal if you, if it didn't, but there are times it just happens. They're not going to respect you for whatever reason. Uh, he texts me probably about a month later and began to say, man, I just, I appreciate the things you said to me because I had a scenario that could have just put me in a bad position. But I remember the things that you said to me and I just wanted to text you and say thank you because I used it and it helped me and things are going uh, well and I'm starting to see certain changes. How do you make the relationship better? Make the adjustment. How do you fix the relationship? How did Jesus fix the relationship? He died. When somebody dies, things get better. Between moms and dads, somebody has to die in order for the child to survive and have a good life. I have to love that mother. I have to love that father because we will forever be connected. So you might be in a place, you said, Pastor Richie, it's hard for me to get over how, because when they talk to me, it just, it pinches nerves and understand. But this is how you get through it. Lord Jesus, I don't know how to deal with being poked at. I, I don't know how to deal with being disrespected. I don't like being poked at and disrespected. I don't like how to deal with my child. I don't like how to deal with my son or my daughter. But I ask today that you would help me in Jesus name. 
Amen. This is Pastor Richie. I love you. I'm praying for you. I want you to say this with me. And this is my perspective on life. Life, you are not my enemy. But life, you are my friend. No matter what you do today, no matter what you do today, I want you to keep it kind. Despite the evil ways, the things that people say, no matter, I'm still encouraged that this is the kindness. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the Shares of ups and downs, my friend. I disagree.